This is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. Welcome back to the Church for the Rest of Us podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Leslie Bennett. And today, Leslie, a room full of women. That's right, Timmy, including your own wife. Um, We've talked a good bit on the podcast about what it looks like to empower women to step into church leadership roles, both as paid staff and volunteers. And so this is a little different. It runs on a parallel track. Really, it's very important. We're going to talk about the ministry we have to our staff wives. Yeah, we do believe that men and women are different. And we think this is important, and we don't have a staff husband's group. And Leslie, you're a high-level leader in our organization. Do you think that your husband, George, feels left out because we don't have staff husband's ministry? I really don't think he does. I I think he's pretty good. All right. (laughs) I'm well aware as a woman that men and women are different, and I know there's great value to what Kristen does as she leads our wives to care for one another. So let's go to our interview with three of our very best wives, Kristen and Kira and Joanna. All right, so I want to welcome Kristen, Kara, and Joanna to the program today. Why don't you guys just kind of go around, Kristen, we'll start with you. Just tell us about yourselves, about your family, and kind of what your husband does. And obviously, I'm your husband, so people know what I do. Okay, so we have eight biological children. We have six boys and two girls, and their ages are from 22 to 9. And then God gave us also this past fall three foster children. Uh, uh, and they, we've spicing got spicing it up. That's right. So we've got two more girls and a boy in addition to those guys. All right. How about you, Kira? Our family, we are comprised of my husband, Eric, who is the campus pastor at Village. And we have one girl, she's the oldest, and three little boys falling behind her. (laughs) (laughs) Not so little anymore. Not so little. Those mustaches. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Joanna. My husband is the campus pastor at the Farms Campus. His name is Robbie, and we have three kids, Trey, Gracie, and Bryson. Yeah, okay, so Kristen... You know, we've been married for 25 years, and we've been here at uh, Family Church just under 11 years. And then, Kira, how long have you and Eric been serving here at Family Church? We have been here, I have to think about how old Malachi is. I think about almost nine years now. Yeah, almost the whole time we've been here. And so you guys started as church members because your husband's a bivocational pastor. Yes, that's right. And now you guys, uh, he's the founding pastor, and you're the founding first lady of Family Church Village. It started last last February. Yes, we're about to celebrate our one-year anniversary. I know, that's exciting. And Mm -hmm. Joanna, you guys have been at Family Church for how long? We've been here about four years. Right. And so Robbie started off working with the North American Mission Board in our area. And now he's been the campus pastor at Family Church in the Farms for how long? Since August. All right. So I'm sitting here with the first ladies and these are awesome, godly women and they're just great friends of ours. And it's just such an honor to have you have you guys here. Now, Kristen, why don't you talk a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish when you organize our program, our training, our care for staff wives? Yeah. So, you know, Jimmy, when we first got here about 11 years ago, I was pregnant with Caleb. So we did absolutely nothing that first year. We were just keeping our heads above water. But after that, we really started realizing, wow, we need to get our ministry wives together. And it's so important to me because 
it's a, it's a unique role. You know, they're not called to be pastor's wives. They're called to be their husband's wives. But with that, in this season, that does mean being a pastor's wife. And, and so we wanted to get them together and encourage them. What we really want to do in those meetings is let them know how much you, as their senior pastor, loves them. And we have the unique blessing at our church, family church, in that our whole church loves. Our church does. And they set aside resources to make that happen. And what a gift that is. You know, at this point, they set aside resources. But when we started, that wasn't really true. No, we didn't have we didn't have much to work with at first. And that was okay, too, because what's so great about this ministry, and I think Kira and Joanna would agree, is you don't have to have a lot mm-hmm. to love on people. Yeah. And so, Kira and Joanna, you guys have been a part of this. And Kira, you, you jumped in because Eric was kind of a bivocational teaching pastor before he was a campus pastor. And you've been involved in this as long as we have. What does it, what does it feel like to you being one of the pastor's wives who's involved in this? I can honestly say that this is a ministry for us, and it actually has been ministered to me in so many different ways. Actually, this past week, we got together on Monday, and I'd been going through a really difficult time, and I, I kind of shared that with our small group. And one of the the pastor's wives reached out to me and she said, hey, I'm going to come by your house one day and we're just going to sit and talk. And I said, oh yeah, sure, whatever. The next morning, not only did I get several texts just encouraging me, but she said, can I come over? Which is kind of a stretch for us because we homeschool. And I said, sure, why not? So within 30 minutes, she was knocking on my front door with her two-year-old and her three-month-old baby and a handful of groceries. And she said, I want to cook lunch for you. And this is, I want to love on you. And I mean, it literally brought me to tears because I thought she's so busy. Her life is full. And she took time out to just come and love on me where right now I'm in a point of of just, you know, I was just sad, yeah. just sad. So I really love that because I know Kristen and I talked about this. And one of your goals for this group is for people to be able to be real with each other exactly. and share what they're going through. So it sounds like you've really accomplished that. Yeah, I, I, that makes me so happy, Kira, because truly, you know, one of the things is we want you guys to feel loved, but we want you guys to love each other. And, you know, Jimmy and I can't, we've got what, like almost 50 pastor's mm-hmm. wives now at our church, which is such a blessing, but we can't minister to that many people at one time. And to watch you guys be the hands and feet of Jesus with each other, that blesses us big it time. It does. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have, t- talk about your kind of experience with this pastor's wives uh, deal? Yeah. I have been in different ministry settings, and I can honestly say I've never experienced the encouragement and support and love that I feel here at Family Church. I know ministry can be draining, and initially the idea of getting together with a bunch of chatty women for an introvert like me. <laughs> yeah. uh, it didn't really seem like it was going to be very refreshing, but I have never, I've never had that. I've always left feeling fueled and encouraged and refreshed. And it's, it's given me what I need to go and continue to pour that love out to other women at our mm-hmm. campus that I see every day. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been such an encouragement to me. Well, one of the things that you two do, because you guys have kind of a unique role too, you guys help Kristen facilitate all of this and you provide significant leadership. You know, when we started, Kara, you were there and it was just a few, you know, a handful that could sit around one dinner table and have mm-hmm. dinner together. And now it's a lot different, but you guys are providing leadership. Why don't you talk a little bit about how you see this benefiting, especially new staff wives, or maybe even some that are, that are a little bit younger than you, that you get an opportunity to kind of big sister them. 
I think when I came in, when I married Eric and, and found out that he was going into the ministry, I think that can be so intimidating at times. So just to have, and I want to call it a sisterhood that you yeah. can kind of shoulder to shoulder with these women and, and, and oftentimes stand in the gap for them and kind of advise or just be a listening ear is, you know, for the younger ones that are coming in because it can be intimidating. And a lot of them have, have expressed that to us. Yeah. So, And I think also when you're stepping in ministry, a lot of times these women are marrying into it or they, they have no idea what they're sure. coming into. <laughs> right. You don't even realize that you need community and you get into it and then you get burnt out and you're wondering what's going on. And so I think this is just such a great place for them to look at women that have been through those things and older, wiser women that have walked that. And it's an area where we can sit and talk and share those things and learn from them. So I really, yeah, I think that's... Well, one of the things that I want uh, to you know, that I think, I hope that you guys feel is appreciation from me, from all of the other pastors. Like one of the things we do for pastors, you know, that have little kids, they know that when it's pastor's wives night, they're on duty, right? So that's part of their job. But one of the things I want to do is help the women that are on our team feel cared for. But the other part of it is I want to make clear to our listeners, we don't have any vocational expectations of our pastor's wives. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to attend these gatherings. They're they're kind of expected to, but they don't have to. And we don't have any expectations or rules or our pastor's wives, are, they, they can do whatever they want in terms of ministry in our church, but they're not required to do anything. And one of the things we just want to continue to express is just our care for them. Because to be totally honest, when we care for the wives of our pastors, we're caring for our pastors. And if our pastors are strong and healthy at home and their wives feel encouraged and supported and loved, it's it's going to really raise the level of the whole church. So, Kristen, why don't you talk a little bit about what do you actually do? So you get these, you have these gatherings, like what do you actually do when y'all get together? Because it's a big secret and I want to find out what happens. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, you're right that they're not required to come, but ladies, part of what we hope to do, right, is create an environment where we're not making them feel guilty for not coming, but that they want to come. We had one of our staff wives, Toy Step, came on her birthday, which was, <laughs> she, she left her family and came because she was so excited to be with this group. But that's the kind of thing that we want to happen. But this has looked really different over the years. Kira and I were talking about before about one of the first meetings that we had, Kira, we had zero money in the zero. budget, no money to give anybody anything. They just came to our house and we sat around the dining room table. And I think Anna-Kate made cupcakes, our our younger daughter, and we just talked. And really, that's, that's a great place to start. It doesn't really matter the budget. It doesn't matter how many people you have. And what we've tried to do at first was, what can we do with this group that if one person shows up, it's going to be okay? Because women are busy. Their moms, their wives, their schedules don't always work to make this a priority. And then as they started to build community with one another and our group grew, we were able to to branch out and do some other things. I think, Joanna, you weren't here yet, but do you remember that time that we salsa dance lessons? Oh, yes. Talk about out of my comfort zone. (laughs) Oh, my word. So we've done some fun Fun outings together. We did one crazy 
ridiculous thing one time that I did not plan. The trapeze. The trapeze. <laughs> yes. We did trapeze lessons. That was our music minister's wife, G. Smith, that got us involved in that. Wait a minute. Didn't y'all go to like a circus school or something and they like tried to show you how to do it? Yeah, it was like yes, outside. Yes, we did it. We did. It was about <laughs> 10 of us. Yeah, it was and so And we had funny. a trapeze lesson. But you know, what happened with those events, I felt I had put different wives in charge of planning them and it, it got almost a little, I mean, how are you going to trap, how are you going to the trapeze. Yeah, so we we couldn't top that. So we we really got serious about okay, let's remind ourselves what is it that we are trying to accomplish here. And we we remembered we're trying to be encouraging to our staff wives. We want them to feel loved and valued, and we want them to build community. So what's the best way to do that? Even though the trapeze was fun, probably not the best way to build that because everybody was so worried about about <laughs> what was going to happen. <laughs> so we just kind of got simple again. And what we do now is we there's too many of us budget-wise to get together every month. So we have some big events that we do four or five times a year. And I definitely have help. Our campus pastors, wives, these two ladies sitting here help all the time. And we just have dinner and we have a little program we try to get in the Word a little bit. We pray. But one of the things that we really try to do is have a lot of fun, and we like to give gifts away. We have the budget to do that now. And so as much as we can, we try to give some fun things away and make things exciting for them, again, just so that they'll know that they're loved. All right. So then you guys do that four or five times a year with all the pastor's wives. These are bivocational people who work full-time. Their husbands work full-time in our church, all right. that. But then, Kira and Joanna, on the on the campus level, you guys have I think I think Kira, your church at Village is about four hundred or something like that on a Sunday, and I think yours is a couple hundred. Is that right? And so something like that. So what I'm trying to say is that people listening to this don't think, oh my gosh, this is what you do if you have a church of five thousand. No, mm-hmm. this is what you can do at any size. So Kira, talk about the gathering. You guys have like a I think a monthly gathering of some type. Yes, Village and downtown we partner together, and on the opposite months that we don't meet as a large gathering. Usually Megan Simpson and I, we try to plan something and it's it's well attended. There are usually about 10 to 12 of us that get together and either we meet at Megan's house and we order in and have girl chat, or sometimes we just pick up and go out and just hang out. You know, it can be as simple as just meeting at Panera for coffee. But it's a connect and a relationship. But it is a builder. connect and a relationship. Now, Joanna, what do you guys do? Because you're in Jupiter Farms. What What do you guys do with that? The North campuses do similar, the same thing that they do. We just, we're such a broad right. area. So yeah. we section off. So we do the same thing. No, I was sorry. just going to ask about your residency wives. Do you, you do some specific things? We have a residency program. You do some specific things with them. Is that the same or is that different? How do you look um, at that? It, it does look similar mm-hmm. here at Family Church. We provide a monthly dinner for them. And it's just a place that we love, support, and encourage them. But I'm also trying to show them as they're new, possibly, to ministry that they can, like, it's not intimidating. I think they're kind of nervous. So we invite them in our home because I think there's something to say about inviting them into your life mm-hmm. and doing mm-hmm. life with them there. And it's okay if the house is not perfectly clean because I want them to feel like they can have people over when their house right. isn't perfectly clean. Good. Good. So That's trying to show them what it looks like. And it might look like 
occasional notes and texts and cards in the mail just to let them know we're here and we support them. And we have new families that move here from other areas to be part of the residency program. And so sometimes that looks like being on the phone with the wives before they move and helping them find a doctor or where do I need to live or what, you know, so just really helping them feel community when they are coming here to be part of this. Well, and Jimmy, that is really important to me and such a gift to me that Kira and Joanna and some of our other campus pastors' wives do that because the truth is the big sessions are like the cheerleading session. We're having a good time. We're all together. We're seeing people we don't normally get to see. But where they really connect one-on-one with each other are these smaller events where they they do feel like they can share their prayer requests and share what they're struggling with with the ladies that they see every week at church. Well, I'm just so glad that all three of you have joined us today, and I have such admiration for all three of you. Karen and Joanna, you know how much love I have for you and for your families, for your husbands, and for the ministry that you do, and just the investment that you make. And Kira, you know, your husband has another full-time job, and then he's the pastor at the Village Church and preaches every week and leads them. And mm-hmm. and and so you have a, a very interesting role that's a little different as well. And I'm just so grateful for all of you and Joanna, what you do with those residency wives. You know, these are all bivocational people. They they have a full-time job. They're getting trained to do bivocational ministry and you coming around them and helping them understand, hey, here's your role. Here's how you do it. I just think it's 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 really incredible. Now, Leslie, at Church for the Rest of Us, we have people, churches of all size and budgets. And every time we do these, there are people who are listening and they're saying, oh my gosh, we don't do anything like that at our church. Like, We've got to start somewhere. Where can we start? And we don't have a church of thousands of people and 50 pastors and a budget for giveaways. What could we do? If we're at a zero on a scale of one to 10, how can we move from zero to a one or a two? So I'd just like to kind of go around and start with you, Joanna. Why don't you make a suggestion for where that pastor could could start? Let's see. I think that sometimes as wives and moms, it's hard for us to take time for ourselves. And so even... A pastor may be encouraging the husbands to say, hey, you need to figure out how to make this happen. This is really important and putting it on their radar to give their wife some child-free time to connect with other women, I think is really helpful. So put something on the calendar mm-hmm. and then take have the guys give your wife a night off so she can go do this. All right. How about you, Kara? As far as budget-wise, as Kristen mentioned earlier, sometimes it's just you know having your little ones baking a cake or cupcakes or cookies and just you know, sitting down in a, together to chat over coffee. It can be just that simple. Mm-hmm. That sometimes, you know, moms and wives, we're just desperate just for, for some female adult time. How about you, Kristen? Well, I think we are desperate for female adult time, and we're also desperate to find other people that are maybe struggling along like we mm-hmm. are. So, Joanna, what you said earlier about, hey, I have them over even if my house isn't perfect, so they'll know they can too. What a relief to walk into someone's house and their pillows are on the floor or their dirty <laughs> life. I mean, you know, yeah. just, just, oh, this happens at their yeah. house too. And that's a, even that is a gift. So I would say start in your home mm-hmm. if you can, even if you have to not let them see the whole house and just go in the dining room mm-hmm. or somewhere that's clean and just be together. Leslie, you're a, a very key leader in our whole church, and you help to facilitate a lot of things. Aren't you? I just love your perspective to kind of wrap this up as we wind down this episode of Church for the Rest of Us. 
Well, I just love the fact that we get to do this at our church. I love your leadership of this, Kristen, and I love being able to come alongside and help you in this and hear the stories of what goes on with the women and how blessed they are when they come away from that and how important it is that we can encourage all of our pastors. And really, it's ministry wives and staff wives. It's people who are serving in ministry positions. So the hours that they serve are often different. They do take away from their families. And so I think this is a way that we do build families on our own team. We let you know that your families are important to us as well. And so that's super important to us. And I think it really blesses our team because I think keeping our families in good places is the most important thing we can do. Well, there might be a pastor listening and he might say, you know, my wife, just for whatever reason, not equipped to do this because of her personality, because of what's going on in our family. So how, you know, what's supposed to happen? And I would just say to you guys, find somebody in your church, find a woman, maybe a woman who's a little seasoned in life. Okay. I'm not talking about somebody who's 20, probably talking about somebody in their forties or fifties or sixties who would be willing to be a mother figure, a big sister figure to the wives on your team and maybe get them engaged in the ministry because I think it's really, really vital. I just want our listeners to know how important this can be to your team. I have pastors tell me all the time how much these events mean to their wives. Just this week, a pastor was almost in tears telling me how thankful he was that his wife could come cry with my wife. Well, this has been a very important episode for Church for the Rest of Us. This is an important ministry at Family Church, and everyone should take it seriously. So I'm signing off, and we've had a estrogen full outbreak here at church for the rest of us <laughs> we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast i'd love for you to follow me on twitter at jimmy scroggins or check out familychurchnetwork.com to chime in on our blog we want your feedback on today's podcast plus we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins, and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.